0: And uh, today, what we're going to be doing is a little something a little bit different. Um, I kind of talked to the board uh, at, our, at our, our meeting, and we we're kind of talking about this Sunday and and. Um, and actually, this was, this was actually Paul's idea, and I thought it was a great idea. And so we're going we're gonna to do it uh, this morning. But it's going to be a little more casual this morning on purpose. Um, and again, part of that is, is um, we'll see if my voice holds out. But another part of that is, it's just an opportunity for us, kind of as a family, to kind of come together this last time in 2019 and kind of look at some of these things. And, and as we were looking at this service, as I we was talking about it... Um, uh-oh. One of the things that, that Paul had mentioned was, you know, you know we, we really don't ever have... Um a testimony type service. And when I was a kid, I, I remember I would go um, to my grandparents' church. They they went to a church in a little town in, in central Missouri. Uh, it was kind of one of those, I, I grew up calling them a farm church. I don't know if you've ever heard that term before, but the reason it was a farm church, it was a little church in a small area. And so it was very busy during non-harvest season. Okay. But uh, when the crops were coming in in fall, I mean, it was the pastor, the pastor's wife, and and whoever wasn't harvesting crops, if that makes sense during this time. And since my grandparents didn't have a farm as far as, uh, you know, as far as pulling in crops, they had cattle, we would come and we would visit. And I remember every once in a while we would come and they would always ask about testimony. Does anybody have a testimony? And so because of that, I grew up with a really bad mindset of testimonies as them being somewhat old-fashioned because I looked at that church and they weren't old-fashioned, okay? But to me, in my eight-year-old mind, I thought they were old-fashioned because one of the things that they had that I thought was really strange, and some of you will laugh about this, is they had the microphones with the, the microphone covers. You remember these? And they were colored. And and so you had you know everybody had a different color microphone cover and that was you know and I just thought that was that was strange and funny and weird and and old fashioned it wasn't but that was just in my eight year old head, and and the thing is testimonies aren't old fashioned they're a very important part of who we are as a family and who we are as a church and who we are as Christians and and so today what we're going to be doing is I want to look at some of these things uh, and then and I'm going to warn you now and I know this is one of those things where it's like Aaron. Are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I believe this is going to be okay. I'm going to open uh, up the mic and allow you guys to share uh, some of the things that God has done for you in 2019. Um, and so be thinking about that. Be, be, be brave for me. But uh, I want to share that. But before we do, let's let's go ahead and pray. And, and then we're going to go ahead and jump into this. Father, we love you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for this time and we thank you for this opportunity to share what you have done in us and through us this year. God, you're so faithful and you're so good and it's important that we communicate those things to each other and to uh, you know to 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 really help each other in this journey of life. And so Father, we love you and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Now, Obviously, when you talk about testimonies, uh, you usually will go to that scripture in Revelation where we see a very powerful statement where it says they basically overcame the enemy with the... By the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's a huge thing and that's a huge part of why we share these stories and why we talk about what God has done and what God is doing. Um, And so we should never forget, especially in that realm, um, of how important and how powerful... What you have experienced is in your battle against the evil one, against the the enemy. Because in a lot of ways, if you think about it this way, we we have this this unbelievable weapon against the enemy for our souls. And the first one, of course, and the most important one is what Jesus has done for us. Okay, We know that that's important, that that is what saves us, that is what redeems us, that is what has, has made the difference in our lives. But the second one is the story. Of that, and not just the story of our salvation, which is a powerful one, which is one that I hope all of us can can, can, can share, but also what God is doing in our lives uh, during, uh, as, uh, from from that point on, do you know what I 'm saying to talk about those things with with ourselves, with our family, with with others that don 't know Jesus, and to be able to share that. Peter said, remember, you should always be ready to give an account for the hope you have. Always be ready. And that's important. It's important to be able to share these things. But as I was looking at this, I wanted to kind of look at it and in our setting this morning, find some scripture that I felt helped us understand why it's important that we're doing this this morning, why it should be something that we continue to do in the new year, maybe not necessarily in this format or in this setting, but in the ability to share it when we're out in the foyer or, or we're having a conversation over lunch, to be able to share what God is is doing. Can I, can I talk to you about something really honestly that I think is important? When we get together as believers, okay, and, and I'm not saying this should be something that, that takes place like continuously all the time, but, but I think it's important that Jesus, and hear, my, hear me when I explain this, that Jesus is on our lips. Does that make sense? Because a lot of times we get together and we'll talk about football. Nothing wrong with that. Or we'll talk about our grandkids or our kids. Again, nothing wrong with that. But there also should be a major part of our lives that we discuss with each other, and it's Jesus. This is a part of who we are as people, and we would hope that there would be. That you, would, you would want there to be at times expression of that. Okay. And, and sometimes we never know where people are at and what they need, and this is sometimes a way that God will use to open doors for us to be able to share what God is doing in us and through us. But as I was looking at this, again, I was trying to find, i hit my water, um, some scripture that I felt really gave us a really good basis for why this is so important. And again, excuse me, not just... But but in this setting, okay, in this setting, and I, I, I was looking, and I actually was kind of interesting, I was kind of breaking this down, and I was going to do like a scripture per point kind of a thing, and I was looking at one in particular, and as I was reading in Hebrews 10... I began to see all of them just bam, 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 bam. And so I was like, okay, God, I, I get it. This is where you want us to be. So we're not going to have notes this morning. I, I wanted to, uh, Linda, and I, I know most of you know this, Linda and John Mascarenas and John Gardner are, are the ones that put our notes together. I, I give them my notes and then they make them look real pretty and put them up there on the screen and they do all the graphics and they do a great job. And I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give them the week off for Christmas. We, we're okay. So so we're going to be, if you have your Bible or if you have your phone, which um, most of us have one or the other. We're going to be in Hebrews 10 this morning, okay? So in Hebrews 10, we're going to be looking at verses 23 and 25. So if you want to have your phone ready to go, we're going to be looking at this. I'm in the New Living Translation, um, which I enjoy. I'm usually in the NLC, NLT, or the uh, uh, English Standard Version is usually, or the NIV. Those are the three I use the most. But this morning, we're in the NLT, and this is what it says. We're going to read it together, and then we're going to go back and look at it, okay? So Hebrews 10, 20. 23 and through 25, it says this Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promises. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. Um, You know, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't know if you were like this when you were younger, um, and I've kind of shared this at times. I, I remember when I was a kid in the, in the um, um, early 90s, and um, I remember thinking, Jesus is going to come back before I drive a car. Jesus is going to come back before I get married. Jesus, is gonna... And, and here we are, and it is 2020, or almost 2020, which is just mind-boggling to me. But you know what? As we look at this scripture, I think we should start here. And we need to understand the day of his return is drawing near. We don't know when, we don't know when he's coming, we, but we do, I do know this, I promise you this, we are closer today than we have ever been. And so these words, as the day draws near, these words are things that we should be doing to to be a part, uh, to, to really understand where we're at as a family okay so as we're getting closer which we are we need to be doing these things so why is this so important let's look first at verse number 23 number 23 or verse number 23a it says this let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm you see your story your testimony can bring forth hope in people's lives you get that? We, we just celebrated Christmas. We just celebrated the thrill of hope, the hope that, that Jesus gives us because he has come. And here's what's amazing. Because of the hope that Jesus has come and given us, we can in turn give that to others. You can be a conduit of hope in others because of what God has done in you. That's amazing to me. That's amazing that, that, that the hope giver has now given that to us and now we have the opportunity to share that with others. Because here's the deal. Here's what we need to understand. If you haven't figured this out yet, we live in a hopeless world. We live in a world that is devoid of hope. Everything that a lot of people believe are things that rob hope. They rob that ability to think there's something more or there's something greater or there's something that, 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 that is a part of their lives that is greater than that experience they are right now. And we, because of what Jesus has done in us and through us, because of what we have experienced, we can share that and bring hope to people's lives. What an amazing ability that God has given us because of what he has done. We don't have our hope because of what we have done. We have hope because of what he has done. And that hope can be something that is infused into people. It's something that changes people. I mean, we could talk about all the studies that you have when they talk about people that are ill, physically ill, and how amazing it is when there's hope present, how much easier they get better, and when hope is gone, how quickly they go downhill. Hope is a powerful tool that we have at our disposal that we can share and give to people, okay? Never, never ever forget the powerful tools that God has given us to make a difference in our world. And hope is one of them. So we share this testimony. We share these experiences because it gives hope. Next, it shows the faithfulness of God. Look at 23b. For God can be trusted to keep his promises. God can be trusted to keep his promises. I love the fact that when God says it, it's yes and it's amen. You know, I don't, listen, I can be a very cynical person. I don't know if you're like this, but I can be somebody that it's like, you know, I I sometimes say I grew up in Missouri. Missouri is the show me state. You know, words are cheap. You got to show me, you know. But here's the beautiful thing about God is when God says it, it's good. It is good good. It is good as gold. We don't have to sit there and can you imagine our lives, and we do this sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes we do this, but can you imagine our lives if everything God has ever said, we would question that? Well, you know, did he really mean that? Did he really say that? Listen, listen, your testimony is an example of showing the faithfulness of God. That God said it and it's done. Listen, here's sometimes how I think about it. Okay, when God spoke at the very beginning, He said, Let there be light, and there was light. There there was not a discussion. There was not a, a wonder. There was not a maybe next week. He spoke it and it happened. There was a promise and it took place. God is not any different today. When God says he's got you, he's got you. And sometimes we allow our circumstances to confuse us of that fact. But the bottom line is, is when we share these stories and we share these experiences, it proves that God is not a liar. It proves that God is going to do what he said he would do. And what's great about that is God's not a respecter of persons. God doesn't look at me or or you and go, I'll do it for Aaron, but I won't do it for Zach. God doesn't work that way. God says, if my promise is good for you, it's good for everybody. And so when I can share and I can say, look, this is how God has done this. This is how God kept his promise. This is how God was faithful to me. You can know that God will do the same for you. You can know that he will be faithful. Next, let's look at 24. In verse number 24, we see something very interesting. It says this, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Your story, your testimony, motivates people. It motivates them to take that next step. It motivates them to hold on a little bit longer. See, what's amazing, sometimes, you, and we don't know this all the time, you know, we'll talk to people, or we'll share things, and, and, and we don't always know where these people are, we don't always know exactly where they are, and there's been times in my life where it's like, I'm just hanging on by a thread, and I'm just sitting there, I'm going, I, I don't know if I can make it another day, and then someone shares their story, someone shares what God is doing in them, and, and it motivates me, I, I, I can hold on one more day. I can I can keep going for one more time. I don't have to give up right now. I can get up and keep moving. Keep being motivated to continue on to what God has for me. Now, listen, I I don't know much about this. I've just literally seen it on a couple of commercials recently on 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 TV and on um on the internet, and listen, I don't know what this thing is. So you may look at me and go, Aaron, you're totally missing it. This is not what this thing is because I don't watch commercials, okay? I mute them or fast forward them, okay? But I have watched this commercial and I don't know what it is. Exactly, I think it's just called The Mirror. Okay? I don't, and it's part of me that's looking at it like going, is this even real life? You know, it's like, am I watching something that's like a joke or something? But there's like this mirror, okay? And you can Google it, I think. And basically, it is literally a mirror that sits on your wall. Now, what's interesting about this mirror, where it gets a little high tech and a little Jetson ish, is basically a person appears in the mirror. So I don't know if the mirror is basically like a TV screen and a mirror. And so you turn it on. Anyway, there's a person there. And they're showing you how to do everything. Has anybody seen this? Or is everybody looking at me like I'm absolutely nuts? Okay, you have seen this. No? Okay, great. Awesome. You, you think I'm nuts. Okay. If this, if this isn't here yet, it will be soon one day. Okay? But basically what I've found, and again, you know, I haven't watched it, is basically there's a person in the mirror, and they're like training the individual. Okay, here's how you lift these weights, or here's how you you stretch this, or here's how you do that, or here's how you, you know, I mean, there's one guy, he's like airboxing or something. I don't know. And he's showing him how to do this. Here's what's interesting about that. We at times need motivation. Listen, you sit in front of a mirror, just you and your reflection, that's not usually a good motivation. But if there's somebody in the mirror that's teaching you and encouraging you and telling you, you can do this, this is how you do it, this is how it's done, that's a great motivation for us. I know that they have these, um, I think they're called Peloton or Pelotonics or something, these bikes. Well, all, what are they? They're, they're nothing more than a, a regular bike, but what makes them different? They've got a screen on them. And you can, you can hit the screen and you can watch somebody yell at you. It's awesome, right? That's motivation sometimes we need. Spiritually speaking, sometimes we need that motivation. That's a good thing. We need that person to say, you know what? You can do it. You can you you, you can make it. You you are God, you got what God you need to, to accomplish, what God has for you. And your stories can do that. They can show and help with that motivation. And the final thing, as we look at verse number 25. It says, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Encouragement. Let us encourage one another. Let us be that those those people. Listen, you really have a choice here, okay. And we all do, and we all at times probably do a really good job at this, and other times we probably don't do such a great job. Um, we can either be an encourager or a discourager. We can be one of those two things. And most of the time, we're one of those two things. We can either be somebody that, that, that pulls people up or tears people down. And, and here's the thing that, that, that we need to understand. God has called us to be encouragers. God has called us to go and, and be with one another, help one another, encourage one another. Because you know what? Let's just be honest here. Life sometimes is hard. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble. It's going to be difficult. And what's great about that? Is that we have Jesus, who's overcome the world, and we have each other. Isn't it interesting here that the writer of Hebrews makes a very clear thing. Don't neglect being together. Don't neglect that. Why? Why is that so important? So that we can do all these things. Listen, you may have a great story. You may have a story of God's faithfulness and a miracle or something amazing that God has done in your life. And I may need to hear that. I may need that in my life in this moment. But if you're not around me, I'll never know. I'll never know. It's one of many reasons why it's so important that we do gather together. Because we can encourage one another. We can lift each other up. But let me, let me challenge you and me as we go into 2020. It's much easier to be a discourager than an encourager. It's much easier to do that. It's much easier to find what's wrong versus what's right. And look, here's the deal. In our lives, in, in our world, in our families, there is always probably going to be some wrong stuff. There's always going to be some stuff that needs to be fixed or needs to be better or needs to be worked on. I know in my life there's always stuff that I could focus in on where I'm failing and I'm not, not accomplishing or not doing the things that I probably should. Okay? And there's probably that in your life too. But let's be encouraging to each other. Let's, let's, let's be a family that, that doesn't focus necessarily on the negative, but focuses on what God is doing. Because here's the thing I found about me and other people, is we're probably pretty aware and got a pretty good handle on the stuff that we need to work on. Sometimes what we need to do for each other... Is encouraged and say, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm aware there's stuff that isn't perfect in you. There's stuff that's not perfect in me. But you know what? We're more than we've we've ever been. We're growing more than we ever have, and that's something to be excited about. Are we there yet? No, of course not. We're not there yet, but we're moving in the right direction, and God is doing and blessing and helping. So why is this so important? Why is it so important? It gives us hope. It shows God's faithfulness. It motivates us, and it encourages us. So, now, here we're at the scary point, the scary time. And, and I'm going to—I've turned the mic on, Fred. All right. And so—oh, well, that's on. I should have—I'm turning it off, Fred. Okay. I'll wait till I'm close. And and you can stay where you're at if you want, but I'm just gonna open it up. And if you would like to share something, let me know. I'll bring the mic to you. Who's gonna be brave? Oh my goodness. Wendy, thank you so much. I'll bring it to you. There you go.
1: So as I was thinking about this last year. Um, I think of two big things in my life. Um, I went through a very, very painful situations here, where I left one job and started a new one. Um, the I was I really liked where I was. I was having a lot of conflict with another person that I was supposed to working very closely with, um, and so I made a decision to leave and. Um,
0: which was very difficult. I mean, I work with kids. Anytime you
1: can work with kids, leaving them is like breaking your heart. Yeah.
0: Um, and I was, I was very angry. I was like, very, very bitter. Um, and so I, I left. And shortly after that, Aaron was talking about bitterness. And I, at that point, I thought oh, I was doing okay. And then he said something I didn't like hearing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Yeah, wow. He made the point that the root of his bitterness is not out of your heart just because the catalyst of that bitterness is gone.
1: Mm -hmm. And so I really started praying about that. I didn't like hearing that because I was like, oh, I'm good. I'm okay. Everything's great. Um, And so I really started praying about that a few weeks ago and had the opportunity to go back there. Zach was... Yeah. Um,
0: and I walked in there, and I smiled, and I saw her, and there was no bitterness, there was no anger, and that is nothing short of miraculous. Thank you, Father. I'm not somebody that likes easily. Thank you, uh, Jesus. The other thing that I
1: wanted, that really was really big this year in my life, was that um,
0: God showed me why. I, I know
1: that Trinity and Urban are what would we consider Chinese kids. Our experience parenting them has not been your average experience. There's been a lot of her days. So great with these kids. Are you sure you don't have any? No, I mean I have two kids, but, um, and God has revealed this passion, awesome. and even to the point where my sister and I were talking you talk about, you know, what are you going to do if you win the lottery? Would you still work?
0: awesome. Thank you, Wendy. That's amazing. It's great. Anybody else? All right. Hey, Julie. Well, I'm just going to piggyback on what Wendy said. And one of the things I've been learning this last year is um, God's perfect timing. Mm. And
1: a little child. God if you, love me, you know, all that kind of stuff. And begging and begging and begging. And finally, God got through to me and He told me that, you know, I just realized if you don't answer this prayer, it's okay. If you done it for me. That should be enough. Mm. That's the only thing I should ever, ever need. And if you answer that prayer, yeah. But it was just a matter of surrender and telling him that it was no. Yeah. That if he didn't, it was okay. And then, of course, he did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. Thank you, Julie. Anybody else? Paul? We'll get here to you, buddy. Thank you, sir.
1: Back in August, there was an accident that I um, home. I was uh, lifting a chair and it came separated and crushed on the side of my foot, my toe. I remember Johnny praying for me for healing and blah, blah, blah. On. Mm. for weeks I could go singles and stuff everywhere. Um, it was long a couple of months and um the sports or really anything fun like that. Mm. Our senior softball team we learned as the season was coming He was able to get through, get through not having dialysis anymore and basically is all the way recovered. Awesome. And um, on that final day of the tournament I was in the car and just realized that the impact of God healing the body mm-hmm. and only he could do that.
0: Yeah.
1: And the timing of it. Part of this uh, to help another person that really care for, just really me in tears. Yeah, and just knowing how timing and what God does fits into bigger plans at times, and to never take. somebody, it really, it will really
0: last. That's right. That's, um, so it's very happy. Awesome. So Thanks, Paul. Anybody else? Yeah. Here you go. Hi. <laughs> um, oh, a do you know um, <laughs> I'm, I'm Heather, and I'm her um sort of daughter, she raised me, um, and it's hard Else We've got time for maybe one more, Tammy. All right, finish this up, Tammy. No pressure, you're good. Yeah, please. yeah <sighs> Awesome to hear these stories and to hear about what God is doing, and I know that, that God is doing even more in our lives and, and, and others, and but really, we want, we, we want you to be encouraged because God, like we talked about, is not a respecter of persons. And what God is doing in my life and in in the people's lives that shared and the people even that didn't share are things that he wants to continue to do and continue to bring forth. Listen, we talked about this over the last, in in the last, well, we're going to move into it moving forward. But God has a plan, okay? God has a plan and his plan is good, it's good, and and like Wendy said, and like somebody else. Sometimes you don't always know why things are happening. You sit there and you go, God, why? God, why? God, why? And sometimes God, I can just see God up in heaven going, "Listen, there, there's a why and there's a reason, but I'm, it's not the time to tell you yet. But there will be a time, whether it be be in this life or in the life to come, where God will say." I want to tell you why. And when you see why, listen, it is, because uh, I know in my life, I know Wendy was talking about this. It, when you know the why, it's always worth it. God's whys are always worth it. And we don't always know why. But listen, we can trust him that his promises are good. And he promised us not a life of perfection, not a life of, of, of no pain, but he promised us a life and a plan for our life that is good. And we can hold that, okay? So listen, I'm going to pray. We're going we're to move from here straight into just a fellowship time. We got cookies back there that uh, I think Juan and Anna, they brought the cookies. I'm sure they're just wonderful. So we're just going to pray. And listen, I, I, I really, when we ended this, really what I wanted was I wanted us to walk out of here for our last service of 2019 encouraged. Listen, God had us in 2019 He'll have us in 2020. I don't know exactly what 2020 is going to hold. If you do and God's spoken to you about everything that's going to take place, please come see me because I'd love to know. But I got a feeling if God's doing things like God normally does, God just gives us the next step. He says, okay, take the next step. And then when you take that step, then God will give you the next one. There's, there's not, always, not always where God will say, I'll give you the next 10. When he does, that's awesome, but it doesn't happen too often. So we just take the next step with him and it lets our faith grow and our trust grow and all the things that God wants us to do in our lives. So let's pray. And then we're gonna move into a time of some fellowship. And, uh, and let it, but like I said, I wanted you to be encouraged. God's got us. God will continue to have us. and God's got great things in store for us as a church and for us as individuals in 2020. All right? Father, we love you and we thank you. God, and I thank you for all these stories. I love that you have put in us a love of stories. Because there is power in testimony. There is power in the stories that you are doing. And as I'm listening to these things, I'm encouraged because we talk about so many. But but just even to end with Tammy's, there is no way, there is not a coincidence in this world that makes that happen unless it's you. You orchestrate things. You put all the puzzle pieces together. And sometimes, Father, even when we don't always understand the puzzle pieces, you do, and you make them all fit. And so, Father, I would just pray that you would just help us all to leave this place encouraged, knowing that you've got us, knowing that you'll never leave us, you'll never forsake us, you walk with us and you're with us in every situation and every circumstance. We love you and we thank you for all that you are, all that you're doing, and all that you are going to continue to do in us and through us moving forward. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Let's have some cookies and some time to fellowship together. I love you all so much. I'm excited for what God has in store for us moving forward, all right? Love you, and we'll talk to you.